Welcome to TMI Today with Rita Bocuzzi and Jen Lee. In this podcast, there is no such thing as too much information. We are diving into all of the taboo topics from money and careers to relationships and parenting to whatever else we've been too afraid to discuss as women. Listen in and join the movement as we raise each other up in our everyday lives. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of TMI with Rita Bakutzi and Jen Lee. Rita, known as Mama Rita Money, helping everyone with their money issues and money wealth generation as well, how I put Rita in that world of let's get finances together and and succeed. So um, our topic today is one that I love, and I'm such a nerd that I love this, but we are talking about the sunk cost fallacy and the idea of sunk costs. And I'm sure this comes up in a lot of areas of people's lives and you don't realize you're doing it. And so that's kind of why I want to focus on it today. Uh, Rena, have you ever, have you, I was like, have you ever talked about sunk costs? Do you ever talk about sunk costs with your clients? Not until I met you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. No, it's, you know, and it's so amazing, right? Because here I am, I've been exploring finances for a very long time. Mm-hmm. heavily researching, um, I'm going to say probably from 2007 to today. Ugh. So we're talking over 15 years. And then I get, and I meet the amazing, you know, financial stress fixer, no wonder, extraordinaire, Jen. <laughs> and she starts talking to me about the sunk cost fallacy. Look at, I'm talking about you, Leah, as if you're not even in the room. <laughs> I'm in the room. I'm always you're in, in the, the room. room. <laughs> She's in the room. I can't wait to hear more because really, it is one of the factors where I think if we, I'm going to let you focus yeah, on it, where we it. can focus, where we can direct our focus. I think that's what I wanted to say is where you can help us direct our focus yeah. so that this way we know what to look for and what to do. So yeah, and that's, tell me more about what it is. And that's really half the battle is being to identify when you're stuck in it. So the sunk cost fallacy is our human nature tendency to follow through on something because we've already invested time, money, effort, something we've invested something in it. And you don't want to give up on it. You don't want to be a quitter, even though, even if you follow through on it, there's no benefit anymore. Like you've already gone too far into it. And this comes up in a lot of areas. I talk about it with money a lot, but the first thing I'm going to mention is relationships Mm. and dating. Because how many times have you ever said, I guess I could break up with him, but then I have to start all over again. You do that. Like, it's very common to hear that. You're like, I, I don't know want to start people over. that do that. I'm yes. a, if I, I break up, it's done girl, but I <laughs> seem right. So it's very painful yeah. to me, for me to watch uh, friends go through this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the sun cost. You're like, oh, I've already put so much time and effort into this relationship. I don't want to start over again. So I might as well put up with this bad, whatever's going on. It doesn't even have to be bad, like abuse or anything. It could just be not a great relationship and think, well, I can't, I'm not going to do any better type thing is, is usually the mantra. There's all kinds of relationship issues. We can have a whole podcast on that. (laughs) (laughs) My my counterintuitiveness to that is like, uh, I don't want to waste their time and I don't want to waste yep. my time. Yep. It's far too valuable. We get to like, so some cost fallacy 
has a lot to do with how we value ourselves. It does. Yeah. A lot. And how you value your own time and money. Now, when it comes to money, this is the heart, probably the hardest part because we're so emotionally tied to our money. And so when I see people who have sunk money into a project and I was telling Rita before we started those timeshares are like the bane of my existence as a debt and credit attorney, because some people do timeshares correctly. They got a good price for them and they pay an annual fee and they use them. And then there are people who take out loans and mortgages on these timeshares. And so when I try to convince them to give up their timeshare, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. You're paying, you know, $2,000 a year for something that only costs $500 if you were to go, and I'm just using random numbers, but if you were to go on vacation and you haven't used it in 10 years because you can't afford to go on vacation because you're paying for a timeshare, like just let it go, let it go. But the letting go part, they do. If the numbers speak for themselves, I mean, you can't ignore the numbers. Yeah. But the, no, no, but the numbers, people don't like to look at the numbers. So we go back to this whole, like, I don't want to see how much I put into this because then I'm going to feel bad and they see how much they've put in. And I'm like, well, I can't give that up because I put this much into it. Um, And so I see sunk cost a lot as mistakes that people make. And then they continue to make that mistake because they're justifying their original decision. Like I decided to do this. Yes. All about the emotions. I know like one of the things that I hear is like, there's no emotions with money. Well, yes, there is a whole ton, (laughs) a whole ton. And so, and this is definitely this, yes, that makes a lot of sense to me right now. So even people's jobs, right, Jen? Yeah. So the way this comes up, it can come up with really anything, but I most often see relationships, money and jobs. And so it's, again, you have a job that you may not be totally happy with, or you may think there's something else that could be better out there, but you're like, well, I've got 10 years here. I get, you know, four weeks of vacation. I don't want to like rock the boat and go to something else. Now I will say, I think like COVID and some of the, the great resignation has has propelled some of the sunk cost fallacy out of the the job marketplace. Um, But it's that idea of, well, I don't want to give up something because yes, it's bad, but I don't, I've put so much time into it. So I see that with jobs too. May I share? um, Yeah. I just a little story to that, because as you said that, and, and here I am asking, oh, the jobs too. And I was like, wait, I did that. Uh huh. So how I ended up doing what I'm doing today was because Years ago, I worked in the medical industry in different aspects, and I was at a corporate job, and I was working sunrise to sunset in a beautiful Mm -hmm. office, being absolutely miserable. Miserable. So the thought that came to my head was the point of diminishing return. Yeah. The point of diminishing return that I never acknowledged was that I was getting sick, Mm -hmm. which was costing me in medical bills. Till ultimately I was so sick. I mean, I was going to therapy and mm-hmm. then I ended up getting diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And my doctor said, really, the only reason for the type, and by the way, I'm all a survivor for a long time. People now, so I don't want anybody <laughs> worried. Um, my doctor, when I asked him what was the cause or what were root causes of that type of cancer? And he said, um, over 47% of it is due directly to the stress mm-hmm. that you're engaging in there. And there were no other factors 
yep. because I'm the yep. only, at the time I was the only 43 year old in the nation to have that type of cancer. <laughs> it was usually reserved for people in their sixties when they'd had a lot of longevity yep. of stress. Yeah. So this is really, gosh, it's so much bigger than we really realize this sunk cost, because when you talk about those medical bills, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my gosh. And I always talk about the stress, like financial stress and that kind of thing. And there was a study done, it was done 10 years ago that said 70% of illness is due to stress. And we talk about that in a couple other episodes, but yeah. that stress is also part of the sunk cost because you don't, it's, it's the emotion of it. The emotion of trying to yeah. make something be, work. Yeah. yeah. When you think about it, I mean, medical related financial devastation, or as I call it, financial cancer. Yep. can cost you hundreds of thousands and even millions mm -hmm. of dollars. You could lose your homes, your properties. Yep. This, this, this is such an, Jen, I just, I want to share how important this topic is and how profound. So maybe like, what are, like, what are some of the mindset issues around that? Um, maybe that we have and can shift. So there's a from. really interesting example that I often use on when we were kids, we were always told to clean our plate. Like you always had to clean your plate. And the idea that you couldn't leave the table until you finished, it's the idea of finishing, right? That was my and our household. So that's drilled into our heads. And so the mindset is, is I can't give up on this because I was told to always finish what I start. It's, it's childhood baggage. <laughs> Is what it is. Wow. That is huge. I mean, you're, you're blowing my mind right now. It's because that, totally, that speaks to a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. It, and there's a lot of, like, I always tell people too, I tell my kids, I'm like, if you're not hungry, stop eating because there's so many people who just have, they psychologically have to keep eating. There's a whole other episode there, but it's an idea of <laughs> not, don't give up because then you are a quitter or you haven't, you know, done what's expected. And so when you start making mistakes and you want to continue the mistakes, because that's what your mindset is, is to finish it. But really, if you thought about it to continue a mistake, doesn't really make sense. Like, why would you continue making a mistake, but your mind is fighting against you? That reminds me of like, not, not it's, it's not the energizer. Well, yeah, the energizer bunny, that's kind of like walking into the wall and can't get through. It's like, <laughs> yes it's very, and it's easy for me to like, it's easy for someone on the outside looking in. So this is what I tell a lot of people. And I do a lot of online discussions with people on the outside looking in. It's very easy for a non-attached, unemotional person who looks at numbers, especially when it comes to money to say, oh, well, this is easy. You should just stop doing this. And then you'll get back like 15 excuses on why, well, this actually makes sense and justifying the decision because you don't want to, first of all, admit that you made a mistake. And second of all, say, well, I'm going to quit. So it's, it's very mm. psychologically like I, a mind I think a good question for people to ask themselves. And I, you know, again, they're in a different state, but yeah. if you're mm. able to ask yourself the question, you know, this is where we get to ask empowering questions of ourselves. So am I in a phase of justification or am I yep. in a phase of recognition, mm -hmm. right? That acknowledgement so that we can move we can move the dial. Like we can change that, create that shift. That is, wow. I love that. That's amazing. Yep. I love that. 
super empowering. And I see that a lot of times that justification, like, am I in that phase? Like I never thought of it until you said it like that, but what I'll get is people who aren't ready, who I will get like, this is why I did this. This is I, and I'm going to keep doing this because, 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 or (laughs) this is my hill to die on. I will often hear that. This is my hill to die on. Um, and the uh, most common thing is usually it's so funny. So sometimes people, someone's house is their hilted. Like I I'm going to keep my house no matter what. And yeah. if I can't talk them out of look, of, I saw this back in like 2008, nine and 10, when houses were underwater, I'm like, it doesn't make sense to keep putting money into this, that you don't have for a house. That's not worth what you owe on it. That's a hard conversation to have. First of all, they have to admit they paid too much for their house, but they didn't pay too much. They paid what the market required at the time they bought it. And if they had held on to it, it probably would be worth more now. But at the time with their situation, it made more sense to give up the house and move on um, to something else. But it's hard to admit that like that's the people's hills to die on. Sometimes I'm like, is this really the hill that you want, want to, you know, put that flag um, when you were saying, <laughs> because, because, because yeah. of the wonderful things he does is what came to my mind, which was the Wizard of Oz, right? So we're off to see the wizard and the wizard is within us. So what are the things as the wizards who have the answers to this can that we can do? Like, what can we, it's, it's, I think that the hard part is we want to help everybody, right? but not everybody is ready to be helped or served. Right. And so that's usually what I recommend is talk to an outside observer, whether that's a debt and credit attorney like me for finances, whether it's a therapist for relationship issues, just an outside observer, because that person is not invested at all in what your feelings are. They, I mean, they are, they, they care about you as what you're feeling, but they're not making decision based on your feelings. They're often telling you black and white. These, this is what it looks like from the outside looking in. And that can often be a wake up call. And if you're not quite ready to admit that, then you're not, you're not ready yet. Like you have to get to the point where you're ready. Cause otherwise I've had conversations with people. And then two years later, I will get a phone call that says, I wish I would have listened to you two years ago, but I wasn't ready. And so Part of my goal is to try to make people see so that they can be ready to accept it, but it's hard. Is there, is, are there any, st- I know this is, this, that's the challenge, right? Is yeah, yeah. How do maybe you and I help other people get others to a point of, to create the vision, maybe with stories and examples, like we share, yeah. that's why, you know, we yeah, have to do that's why I always share them. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we share them so that this way we can explore them. And just, I guess all we get to do is be supportive and be there. So when they do show up, we're here for them. So I love that you're showing up. And keep talking about it. So a lot of people are afraid that they're going to be mocked because of their, especially financial mistakes, but relationship, job, whatever. They're afraid they're going to be mocked for those mistakes when really, like we've all made those mistakes. And the only reason why we know their mistakes is because we talked about them. We found out (laughs) the resources and the answers out there. So I think just keep, like, if you're not in a situation and you help people in this situation, just keep talking about 
who you help and what you help and educate because it's so much easier to admit that there's a problem or admit that this may have been a mistake if people are open to listening. So what's the best way? I'm like thinking about couples. This is where, yeah. gosh, mm-hmm. things get really tough. And I'm going to say, even for my, my husband and I, we we were the ones that bought that timeshare, you know, yeah. we, um, although we've used it to the hilt. So okay. we used it wisely, um, but we weren't always in agreement on it, right? Because at one point there was more cost to it than there was use of it. Now there's more use of it than there is cost to it. So, you know, later on. But not just the mm-hmm. timeshare. Yeah. If you, what would be a good way without for a partner to share with the other partner that might be in the situation? Like you're ready, but they're not. They're not. Yeah. So what do you do? So a lot of times I do recommend therapist. You really have to be able to talk about it and with a third party that is a neutral, who's not going to take sides on things unless it makes sense. Usually the problem is, is the one who's not willing to admit it or not willing to look at the problem is going to refuse the therapy part of it or the discussion part. Occasionally I will do a session with one spouse where we talk through the issues and the, the financial side of things. And then we come up with a strategy to bring the other spouse in. Um, so I've done, I've also been the so one to you get support and then yeah. you can get, be supported through it. So that's a good step. Great. Yeah. Some of the discussion is, okay, now that I've explained this to you, can you tell my wife, we have all this debt. I get that every once in a while. Can we tell, <laughs> cause she doesn't know. Um, and so then there's some discussion there, but yeah. So I would say it, either therapy or a trusted professional to be able to help walk you through that can often help. But sometimes again, it's just, you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And if they're not ready to There's talk a about it, why you got yourself to that point too. Yeah. 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 Wow. So what tips, like what questions, if you're, if a person's sitting here going, is this me? Um, I may have these issues around whatever it is, whether it's the dating, the money, the jobs, the timeshares, um, what questions could we be asking ourselves to help maybe move that dial to getting closer to building the confidence and the courage to be fearless and face somebody like you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this usually comes up with, you start having doubts. Like you're like, Oh, I shouldn't have bought that timeshare. Oh, I really don't like my job. I really like, but if you catch yourself saying, but like I, I do this, but I really wish I could do something else or, but that may not have been a good choice. And you start questioning yourself. That's when you probably should have an outside person look at it and see if that makes sense. And it could be your best friend. could be whoever is saying, Hey, does this make sense? Um, most of the time though, you have to start questioning things yourself to say, is this a good decision or I'm full force going full bore ahead with this mistake, but you should probably should start asking, you know, and someone you know, look at this. Is, I think that sometimes, sometimes we look to other people and we say, oh God, they got it all together. I really wish I could ask them. I think one of the yes. tips I, I, I would say is if you're thinking it, then do it. Ask them because yeah. I, I really, at least in my world and I know in your world, mm-hmm. we, we love helping people. Yeah. And there are other people that want to help you around you because we all want to see each other succeed. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to see anybody down and out. And so 
if you could build the bandwidth just to ask and say, hey, you know, say something in admiration of that person. What do you like about them? Hey, I really admire this about you. And I was wondering if you could help me with this aspect. Yep. And that would be a good way to approach someone. Mm -hmm. And if they don't and they say no, then they weren't the right person anyways. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. And I will say a lot of times you'll still see people who look like they have all their stuff together (laughs) and it's fake it. They're faking it too, because they don't have their stuff together. And so sometimes you find a, a friend through the same experience because they, they're either also experiencing or have experienced it. So I will say reaching out to someone. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be reach out, reach out, reach out. I, I, it's like reach up so that you're not I'm thinking of quicksand. You need to reach up and, you know, grab hold of that person or somebody that will help you so that this way you don't continue sinking. Yeah. What a great lesson today, Jen. This was, I I love this lesson because it speaks to me, speaks Mm -hmm. to my past. It speaks to my present too, of how I can improve things. So I really love the tips that you shared today and definitely always going to consider like, what would I be asking that other person? And Mm -hmm. in respect to, uh, you know, for me, it's always about money. Well, and that's, this most often comes up with money, but like I said, the dating and relationships part too, I often, I've said in the past too, I don't want to break up with them because I have to start all over again. So well, if you say things- stuff like that, then you should be questioning it. So no. Perfect. One topic. Okay. Thank you, Rita. Sunk cost fallacy. And that's TMI. 